Depression and loneliness and even suicide are all on the rise among men in our culture. And a lot of the research seems to indicate that this is tied to a lack of meaningful friendships among men. But I think a lot of guys would even question, like, is it actually necessary for me to have close friends in order to be a man? I think it is. And I think it's worth talking about. Let's do that today. Let's jump in. All right, guys, welcome back to the Manhood Tribes podcast. My name's Don. I'm super glad that you are joining in with me today, and I'm really excited about this conversation that we are going to have on the podcast today. It is, uh, it, it's one of my favorite aspects of talking about what it means to be a man, and that's really what we have been talking about here on the Manhood Tribes podcast. We are in the middle of season one where we are really trying to answer the question, how do you become an extraordinary man? How do you become the best version of yourself in terms of what it means to be a man and doing that really, really well. And we've said that there's a few things going on there that every man needs in order to become an extraordinary version of himself. The first is that he needs a clear vision of what it means to be a man. I mean, obviously, if we're talking about manhood, you need to understand what manhood is, and that's gotten gotten increasingly difficult in our culture. So we're trying to lay down some groundwork on what it means to be a man. But then beyond that, you're going to need a few more things than just kind of a base level understanding of manhood. You're actually going to need something that we call camaraderie, which is that you're going to need a group of friends around you who will challenge you to be the best version of yourself. We're going to talk about that a little more extensively today, but kind of from an angle that you may not expect. And then the third thing that you're going to need is that you need the means to be able to overcome the major obstacles in your life. You need to be able to get some freedom from the things that are holding you back. And we're a little ways off from talking more about that in detail, but I'm excited for when that's coming. So again, Manhood, camaraderie, and freedom, those are really kind of the big things that you need in order to become an extraordinary man. And for these first few episodes here of season one, what we have been doing is taking a look at that that first attribute, that thing about manhood. What does it mean to be a man? Can we get a clear vision of what it means to be a man in our, in our very confusing and complex culture where manhood has been really kind of brought into question? You know, Can we bring some definition to it? The way that we're trying to do that is by using what I call the five marks of manhood. Those things are strength, courage, skill, honor, and allegiance. And what we're saying is that if you look across history and culture, you're going to find whenever you look at men, you're going to see these traits really start to emerge from men in just about any setting. And these things really kind of mark out what manhood has looked like in almost all times and places. And so we want to try to say that men need to demonstrate these things in order to display masculinity to the world around them. So for the past few episodes, we have been taking a dive into each one of those things. And the first three that we've done, strength, courage, and skill, I said early on that those are really kind of the like individual aspects of manhood, meaning that as a man, you can work on any of those things kind of on your own and be able to grow and get better at those things really independently of other people. But we've got two marks of manhood left. And as we kind of turn the corner here to these last two, what I want to say is that these two things, honor and allegiance, are inherently relational. You cannot develop honor and allegiance apart from relationships with other people, and in particular, relationships with other men. 
And so today, we really want to take a closer look at honor. We want to spend some time really kind of digging into what does it mean to be a man who has honor? Now, I think this is so important because honestly, honor is probably the most difficult mark of manhood to understand. Why is that? Why would I say that about honor? Well, it's because in our culture today, the way that we use the word honor is really different from kind of the way that I'm using it as a mark of manhood. So what what do most people think about when they think of honor? Like when you use the term honor, what are, what are you thinking about? I think usually we're thinking about something like the way that we use the word integrity, right? We're kind of talking about like somebody who has high character. He's an honorable man. You know, if we say that about somebody, that means that we think he's living an upstanding life and that he does good things. Honor in this case really just means that you're talking about someone and and especially talking about a man who has high character. Um, But it can also be used in ways that we say like that somebody has done something noteworthy or significant with their life. If a man has been well honored in his life, that means that he's received many honors or many accolades for the things that he has achieved or accomplished. So, you know, again, we're, we're talking about like things that someone has done. Uh, and that's what we that's what we think of when we think of honor. But so these things are not bad, right? There's there's nothing really wrong with those ideas and definitions, but uh, that's not really how I'm using the word honor as a mark of manhood. The way I'm trying to use it is more of what I would say is kind of the older definition of the word, and in some ways is still used in other cultures around the world, which is just to say that honor is about doing right by your peers, Okay, honor is about doing right by your peers. It means that you have a group of people around you who have a shared set of values and you are upholding those values. And so because of that, you are deemed worthy of honor. They honor you. And that just means that they hold you in high esteem. They consider you somebody who is worthy of their respect. They treat you well. They like your opinions. They like your thoughts. They listen to you. They spend time around you. You know, they would speak well of you to others. All of that is what honor looks like because it it involves a tight knit community and a shared set of values and upholding those values. That that's what honor really looks like. But here's the thing. In order to have that kind of honor, you inherently have to have a tight-knit group of community around you. You have to have close friends. And pretty much anywhere that you look at men throughout the course of history in almost all cultures, if you look at the way that men have lived their lives, it has almost always been in this context of a close-knit community of other men. It's what I would call a tribe. At almost every level of history and culture, men have lived in some kind of tribal society. Now, I don't just mean that in terms of like, you know, old school tribal society, like before we actually had like roads and electricity kind of stuff, you know, although that was true back then as well. But I mean, in the sense of uh, until we get to the modern Western era, you see men for the most part living in this kind of close knit community with other men. And there was this sense of I'm a part of this tribe and these are the things that we hold to be important. And so I'm going to uphold those values, those virtues, those things of importance. And that makes me worthy of honor in the tribe. Now, here's the thing about that, is that uh, it takes time 
and proximity to be able to learn to do that well and to actually be worthy of that kind of honor. If a tribe holds a shared set of values, it takes time for you to learn and understand, you know, this is the way that we do things. Well, what does that actually mean? How do I experience that? Well, you, you experience it by living among them. Um, and when you live by those shared set of values, when you do the things the way that the tribe does them, then you are deemed worthy of honor. And to not do so is to be seen as being dishonorable. But like I said, it takes time to learn those things. Like, this is how we as a group of men treat women, or this is how we treat people who are different from us or who are outside of our tribe. This is how we as men use our free time. These are the things that we focus our energy on. Like, all of that kind of stuff comes from just being around the men of your tribe. The rhythm of honor is only learned by shared experience and close contact. So honor happens, but it only happens by being in close relationship. So, you know, if we're talking about, I I said honor and allegiance are both uh, inherently relational. Honor is really about your peer relationships, right? It's kind of the horizontal aspect of male relationship. Allegiance is going to be more about the vertical relationships, and we'll get to that in the next episode. But in order to be able to be a man who has honor, you have to have relationships. You have to be in a tribe. And we've kind of lost that sense of the word of honor in our culture today because, you know, we can just say a man has integrity and then he's an honorable man. But that's that's kind of true in the sense that, like, a man is upholding a set of, you know, shared values of the larger culture and community, but he's not actually receiving honor from individual people around him. He's just kind of from a distance being seen as someone who is honorable but that's really not the same thing. Honor has to come from the people who are in close proximity to you for you to be the kind of man who displays the mark of manhood of honor. Now, one thing to say about this too is that the way that we use the word honor almost inherently uh, talks about it as being a good thing, right? Men of honor in our culture, that's considered a virtue and it's considered to be a good virtue. Now, the thing about honor as a mark of manhood is that it's actually pretty morally neutral, okay? It doesn't necessarily have to be a good thing. Honor just means that you are upholding the shared values of the community of men around you. But if that community of men upholds values that aren't morally good, you can still be high on honor, but low on morality. It's kind of the idea of like where we we get the phrase, uh, there's honor among thieves, You know, kind of the idea that like, hey, even a bad guy can have lots of honor. You know, he can be an honorable man in the sense that the group of men that he has chosen to surround himself with don't make good life choices, but he is making the same kind of choices that they make. And so they consider him to be honorable. This is why it's such a big deal to choose your friends wisely. As a college man, I was a part of a fraternity and this is the honor is actually a really big deal among fraternity culture. And in a lot of ways, this is where we see honor kind of go wrong. There's a, there's a bunch of ways where we see honor go wrong in our culture today, but fraternity life can definitely be one of them. While you do form some really close network of friends within a fraternity culture, there's often a lot of pressure 
to make some really bad decisions. You know, the the kind of stereotypes of binge drinking and casual sex are definitely there among fraternity culture. Um, but it's not just that there's kind of like that lifestyle that's going on. It's also that there's some like pressure for that to be going on. You're almost held in higher honor if you're kind of the, you know, the king of those things, the guy who is the, you know, most celebrated at binge drinking and can put the most notches in his bedpost in terms of women that he's been with. So, you know, we get this example in this kind of life within fraternity culture of where you can be high on honor, but really kind of like failing morally. You're not necessarily living as a good man uh, if you're if you're high on honor within that culture. So, you know, this is the example. This is why it's so key as a man to be able to choose men around you who are going to honor the things that you know are going to make you better as a man. Otherwise, you're going to end up slipping into making decisions that aren't actually good for you or good for others around you, but that earn you honor with your friends. Honor isn't necessarily the problem there. It's the virtues or the values that are being upheld in that kind of upheld in that kind of community that help us to see that it's really important that the men that you choose to be around you are going to uphold values that you want to uphold that you know are the things that are going to push you and to make you become better. So the idea there is you need to choose some really good friends. But how do you do that? You know, I, I think we've, we've kind of hinted at and talked about the fact that uh, for the most part, men in our culture are really struggling with being able to have quality friendships in their lives. I opened this episode by talking about, you know, the growing problem and epidemic in our culture of loneliness and depression and suicide rates among men. It's getting worse, guys, like all the time. And even some of you who are maybe listening to this right now are hearing me talk about honor and just wondering, who in the world would I have that with? Where are the guys in my life that would honor me and that I could honor? Is anyone close enough to me to even know what kind of values I uphold in my life? Who knows that about me? This is a real growing concern in our culture at the moment. Among men, these things are becoming problems, and they're largely becoming problems because very few men have significant male relationships in their lives have relationships that they can count on, not just for like fun, you know, not just for the guys who are drinking buddies to watch a game with, you know, not just for uh, the guys that, you know, you see at the gym and, you know, occasionally share a set uh, or, you know, a spot for one another, not just those guys and not even the guys who you were close to in college. And if you had a life emergency and, you know, your marriage was falling apart and you needed to call somebody at 3 a.m. in the morning, like you might call this best friend that you had in college, even though you haven't talked to him in 10 years. Like it's not really that guy either. That's not bad to have in your life, but that's not the kind of close everyday friendship that I'm talking about because you can't really have honor with that guy anymore because you're not in any sort of shared proximity with him to be able to have him know what sort of values are you upholding. You don't really know that about him either. Because of that, 
men are really struggling. We are really struggling in our culture and we're, and we're seeing it in the way that all of these mental health markers are, you know, kind of the red flags are going off in all of these places. But the challenge is, I think for most guys, uh, you know, we don't really know how to make those kinds of friends. And even if we did know how to do that, we don't really feel like we have the time for it. You know, like, gosh, between work and family responsibilities, when is there time to be able to build those kinds of friendships? So here's what I want to say to you. If you're a man listening to this and kind of thinking, yep, that pretty much describes me like, yeah, I could see maybe there's some benefit to having some friends, but uh, I just, you know, is it really worth the effort? Like that's going to take a lot. And I don't even know who I would try to do that with. Here's what I would say. Yes, it's worth it. And the way that we're going to talk about it here on the Manhood Tribes podcast is that not only is it worth it, it's necessary. If you want to be a man, you have to have honor. Like that's really kind of what it comes down to. You cannot live well as a man without honor. And you cannot live with honor without friends. Bottom line, that's it. Mic drop statement. Okay, you cannot have honor without close male friends in your life. So it's time to just say, not only should you, but absolutely you have to, and how can you get it done? Here's the thing about us men. We are fixers. We are problem solvers. We love to tackle our world head on and to make things happen. And so when we find something that is worth our time, we make it happen. It's not that you don't have time for friends. It's that probably you haven't concluded in your mind that it's actually worth the time that it would take for you to invest into it. But when you find something that is worth the time that you need to invest into it, you know you make it happen. When you've decided that uh, the grass in your lawn needs to be greener and well manicured, you figure out how to do it because your neighbor is doing it better than you and you're feeling like, okay, I got to step my game up here. Yeah, absolutely. Is your lawn your most important thing in your life? No. Does it take a whole lot of time and resources to be able to make it look really pretty? Absolutely. Do you find the time for it anyway? Yeah. Because you've decided that it's important enough for you to put effort into. Okay, so, you know, maybe that's a bad example. And not everybody listening has a, you know, immaculate green lawn or even wants that in their life or has a house, you know, with a lawn to be able to do something about it. But you get the point. As men, when we decide that something is important, we make the time for it. It's time for you to decide that having close friends in your life is worth the time and the effort. It is going to take time and effort. I'm not going to lie to you about that. You are going to have to sacrifice in some other places. You're going to have to put effort and energy into this. But it is necessary for you to be the kind of man that you want to be. You cannot be an extraordinary man without a tribe around you. Okay? It's time to make it happen. So let's talk about then how to do that. We're going to spend a lot more time on this particular topic uh, further down the road here on the Manhood Tribes podcast. But I want to say to you, this needs to be your manhood challenge right now. If you're listening and thinking, gosh, you know, according to these definitions, I'm not really a man who's living with much honor because I don't have that group of friends around me, then it's time to make it happen. Let's start to make this your manhood challenge. Now, look, You're not going to, in a month, be able to go from no friends to a group of like super close, uh, you know, challenging relationship kind of friends uh, that are making you the best man you can be. You're not going to go from, you know, zero to hero uh, in a month. It just isn't going to happen. Okay. But you can get started. And so here's what I want to do to challenge you. 
I want to encourage you to make two new friends who share something in common with you. Okay, I want you to make two new friends who share something in common with you and that those friendships have to come by spending physical time together. And what I mean by that is that it can't just be over text message or social media or you know some other kind of digital chat with somebody who's long distance from you. It needs to be somebody who's local to you that you can spend physical time together. How do you do this? Well, here's what I would say. You got to find a place where you can actually be spending time around other men. So there's there's a few ways in our culture that are still really good ways of being able to do that. One, if you're listening to this podcast and you're a guy who's coming from a faith background, you know, kind of the way that I am, you've been around church very much at all. Uh, it's actually not all that hard for guys to get connected with other guys through a church setting. Okay. They're not always the guys that you maybe want to be around, um, but you can at least get started there. You may find a group of guys, and of that group of six or eight guys, there's maybe one that you actually connect with, and that's fine. There's one of your two. You know, Start with that, but you're going to have to get started. Join a small group. Go to a men's breakfast. Find a, a group of men who are doing you know some kind of service project together and jump in. Get around the men of your faith community and start building relationships that way in the places where they are doing their faith-oriented things. Okay, start there. Uh, if that's not you, or even if it is, and you just think, you know, the guys in my church are weird. <laughs> I'm just that's not who I'm going to spend my time with. Okay, fine. Find something that you care about and figure out how you can get around other guys who care about the same thing. Maybe for you, that's fitness. You really like working out or you like running or, you know, you like swimming or uh, kayaking or, you know, you name it. Figure out how you can do that fitness thing around a group of other men who you can interact with. Uh, Don't just go the route of, you know, working out at the local $10 a month gym where you go in, you put your earbuds in and you do your 45 minute workout, you hit the showers and you head home or you head to work and you've talked to nobody while you're there. Okay, that's not going to help you build any kind of relationship. You need to do it in a setting where there's a a class that you're regularly going to and you're interacting with the people in the class. So something like CrossFit or yoga or, you know, any kind of thing where you're interacting with the people and even maybe competing with the other people in the class. That's a great way to start building some friendships by doing it that way. Uh, Any other kind of hobby will work for this as well. Maybe you are into woodworking or maybe you're into board games, or maybe you're into gardening or, you know, whatever it is, there are always places where those things are happening in community and you need to go find that community local to you and spend some time around those people. Okay. Pinpoint two guys from those places that you can start to cultivate a real relationship with. And the way that you would do that is just to say, Hey man, would you like to go grab lunch or let's get a beer together at some point in time and then just like have a conversation, just strike things up, find out who they are, what makes them tick, what's their story been, how have they gotten to this place in their life, you know, just learn things about them. This is how you start to develop the kind of male friendships that are actually going to make a difference in your life and that are going to push you and challenge you to be able to become the extraordinary man that I know that you want to be. Okay, so that's your manhood challenge. I want you to develop, start to develop two new friendships. All right, this is such a good discussion, man. Thanks for joining in and listening with me. I look forward to being together with you next time when we wrap up our marks of manhood by talking about allegiance. It's going to be another great one. I'll see you then.